Welcome to Floor Masters. I'm Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This podcast is about flooring installation, custom showers, kitchen remodels, bath remodels, everything involved from materials to pricing to how-tos and how-not. Get your headphones, get your pen and paper, and let's get it. Hey, 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 everybody. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Floor Masters Podcast. I am Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge. And I have to introduce, oh no, not introduce, I have to shout out our sponsor, the National Tile Contractors Association, the amazing association. I am so pleased to have these people uh, backing the show because they, they, they give so much to the industry. I just have to give them their minute of uh, recognition. If you don't know about the National Tile Contractors Association, do yourself a favor and go educate yourself because there is so much to learn, so much to be taught, so much to learn. So diving into the show, I have an amazing guest, an amazing topic, uh, one topic that I feel like should be, this, this might be the best topic we've had because I know so many people deal with this. So on the show today, we have Mr. Malcolm Campbell from Midwest Mosaics. Malcolm, do us a favor, let everybody know who you are, what you do, how you do it, why you do it, where you do it. Thank you, Mr. Anthony. How are you? I'm amazing to have you here. Yeah. Uh, I also want to thank the <laughs> National Tile Contractor Association, Bart, Jim that run things, um, the people over there that collect my money every month, paying dues, uh, and the trainers out there, the technical specialists. Uh, I want to thank them, and uh, I think they made a good choice, Anthony, by sponsoring your program. Oh wow! Getting so, the word out. So uh, yeah, man. So we see we th- today we're kind of want to. You told me we want to delve into, you know how to hire help or at how least to hire how help. i do it yeah how you how do I, it because, how i do it uh malcolm made a post in uh one of the groups tile money group i believe and gave a very interesting story it's pretty long post i wish i could read it to y'all but i'm not gonna read it to y'all i'm gonna let malcolm tell y'all the scenario that caught my attention they got him on the show to talk about hiring quality help not just any help like good help yeah well my mom told me you're gonna have to kiss a lot of frogs to get to your prince Mm. i hear that a lot yeah so when that translates to being a hiring manager you're just gonna have to go through people and i can i can say this on the backside of we're about 10 years post financial crisis and times are good, but I hired my first employee shortly after the financial crisis in 2010 employee. Number one still works for me. Oh, let me, let me, let me insert for, uh, before you go to the next point. Yeah. Because this was, I see, I, I heard something in what you just said. You hired your first mm-hmm. employee after yeah. 
a financial crisis, meaning yeah. that you was doing something right to make yeah. it through the, the, the crisis and hire an employee. Some people just stay afloat and they coast through it, but you were able to, to scale up after a financial crisis. Yeah. That's big. That's big. I just wanted to point that out. That's huge. Yeah, you, yeah, you need to do that. You need, you need to have, you need to have a deal flow going strong enough. Uh, and and that that's really a personal preference about how much money you have in the bank to do that. Um, all of us are small business people out here, so we're entrepreneurs, we're risk takers. Probably going to end up jumping in before you're ready. And how are you, if you don't have experience with it, how are you ever going to know you're ready anyhow? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't trouble myself if I was new to uh, hiring people and stuff like that. I wouldn't trouble myself with it. You're already in the game. Um, you're doing something right because uh, you've, uh, you've, got, you've got strong sales because you really care about the tile work that you're doing or the flooring work that you're doing. And um, you're getting that word of mouth and you're getting a lot of customers and pretty soon you got too many customers for you. And now you got to start bringing people on to help you. Or you're thinking about it. And then it's not for everybody. We know the solo guys out there. We know them. And that's and cool. Some of, them, some of them do amazing by themselves. Yeah. They do amazing. Mm -hmm. But some of us need help. Some we need help like help. yesterday. So I came up prior to the financial crisis. I came up in a fairly large tile company. It was a union tile company. I'm out of Toledo, Ohio. And, and we were, we, we, when we were busy, we had 40 craft workers. Wow. That's, so yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of used to that. And I was, I was kind of shooting for that. I'm not saying I got there yet. I'm not trying to have 40. I know better now. But, but you, you know, were in a system, you were able to see a system and kind of mimic that. Yeah, yeah, I know the. I kind of saw what parts the guy, the my mentor. Uh, I saw I saw the parts that he had in his business. He he had he had sufficient amount of management around him to run run that many people. I mean, and it included a truck driver. It included a foreman for all of the workers, and uh, he had two people in the office. One was just you know running the books and making sure the paychecks went out and the payroll taxes got paid and the union dues got paid. And uh, he, he, he bid and, and project managed and I bid and project managed. So I kind of, I kind of already had, had my game down where, where that was concerned at the commercial level. So I kind of brought that in post financial crisis. Gotcha. Gotcha. And we, and prior, prior to the financial crisis, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even do residential work. As a, as a matter of business. I, I took on residential work after the financial crisis because I felt like it made sense to me. Yeah. So now I do about 20% residential in and around Toledo, Ohio, about an hour's drive around Toledo, Ohio. And then I do commercial construction, principally in the Midwest, but we are traveling for some of our customers and one of our customers is taking us uh, nationwide. And I'm working with fellow contractors uh, you know, through networking, um, we've already done a, a quarter of a million dollars in Florida this year. Nice. And we almost did, uh, we almost did a couple projects in 
in California, but that 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 didn't have it didn't work out. Not everything's gonna yeah. work out. So so I hired a guy. He's employee number one. He still works for me, and he's great. He's lights out. You just show him the residential job, and he does it. He's clean. He's five star. He's he's clean. He's the myth of residential in Toledo, Ohio. He does great tile work. He's so kind to the customers. He's everything you ever want. And and he made me think that oh, hiring employees is going to be really easy. <laughs> um, but sadly, mo- you know, most guys that are out there in this game, you know, they they really don't want anybody getting between them and their money. You know, he's not really not he's really not interested in bidding. He's not really interested in billing. He's really not interesting and order material he just wants to be introduced to the homeowner and then the job site what sketches we have and then he he just really takes it from there and makes it flow and never had never had any problems and i wish everybody their first hire could be that lucky yeah now the system that i created is after i went through like i like to say i have 200 other employee folders 200 other people that have come through me these are people that uh were tested and failed or worked worked out for a time sometimes a year sometimes longer sometimes a couple months some are on again off again you know they take me when they need me and sometimes they abuse me you know you know i I, I I tell people listen to to that song by acdc uh it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll because they got a lot of lyrics in there about paying dues yeah about, about getting used getting beat up getting sold getting sold second hand um this it ain't easy if it were easy everybody be doing this you know it so if you remember the post yeah can you tell us the story of the post because when i read the post <laughs> I thought it was an amazing story that you were just using, you know, like an analogy to get people to understand what was going on. But I just found out that this was real. Yes. So I please. hired a new helper and, uh, and he, he's, a, he's a good kid. Uh, I knew him when he was a baby, you know, some of those are good to get. I I hired him. And he was doing all right. He he was laid off from the electrician electricians hall. His family's an electricians. He came over. He came over to help me, and uh, he he's gone back. But I can't help but think that when I charged him fifty dollars to learn how to clean out a shop back, that uh, that that might have helped him go back over that, there. That that encouraged him to go back. Huh? <laughs> so the story was about me having clean shop backs back at my shop. Because when I hired him and I had him on some demo work, I started going back to the shop. Because, see, I still lay tile, and we got we got community tools back at the shop. They need to be cared for, mm-hmm. you know. I, and, and, and there's there's nothing that honks me off anymore is go back to the shop. And it's everybody, man. Everybody uses the shop back and uh, doesn't empty out the filter, doesn't empty out the, the vacuum, you know. And, and, and that used, that stuff used to make me mad, Yeah. but I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to get upset anymore because everybody knows when you get upset, you just lose your intelligence. Right. I want to be like Reggie Jackson. I want to be the straw that stirs the drink. 
So if I'm going to be the straw that stirs the drink and, and guys are bringing shot backs back empty, well, I'm going to be the coach. And, the, and, and what's the football coach do with the pros is he finds them. <laughs> I found a scenario where you yeah. could get the money back. I said, you can get, I, you know, because it ain't right for me to take money off of a kid that ain't making too much. Right. But the dollar bill is the weakest bone in the human body. And if you can let a fella hang on, if you can, if you can get a fella to let you hang on to some, some of his money, you become pretty important in his world, right or wrong. So uh, that's one of the principles in, in, in the training program is that you got to get, you got to get your people's skin in the game. And I ain't saying that charging them $50 for, for bringing a shop back, back to the shop is, is correct. But it's, it, it's, it's concepts like that. Like if, if you got a problem with somebody cleaning up the tools at the end of the day, you might want to sell them your tools and go, go and get you another shiny one. You know what I'm saying? I got a story about that here. You know, you've been, you've been using this tool and leaving it dirty here. You, you know, this one's yours. It's $12. I'd rather have the 12 and go buy me a shiny one. Cause this one was shiny. And one of two, one of three things is going to happen. And this is what, this is also important for the training program. And it's important for people that are trying to hire people is you got to go through people and they are going to, they are going to, to your face, show interest in this game. They don't really care one bit about it. They just want that money. Right. It's the job and they just want that money and, and the money's never enough. So you're going to, you know, so resentment enters into the equation and all that kind of stuff, but it's just not positive stuff. You got to go through them, so you got to. And 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 tile companies are small. The NTCA average member company size is five or fewer. And for every ten-person company like mine, there's a one or two. There's several one or two-person companies, so that the average works out. You know. Right. So, you know, the people you hire are very important because you're only going to get one, or maybe two. Or if you're average five, or if you really hit it, I mean, for the companies out there that got five or more people and they're trying to trying to support employees and stuff like that, you are on the same level with your peers. You're on the same level here with me. I mean, I got about ten. You know, I I I have a hard time managing more than ten. So back to the story, I charged him the fifty dollars and I was going to give it back to him, but uh, pretty shortly after that, he disappeared. So my training program says uh, we're, we're going to introduce a certain amount of discomfort because these people aren't going to be truthful to you to the face because, they you know, it's just how it is. And it's a power dynamic. You're the boss. They're the employee, you know. Um, so uh, you want to make the place uncomfortable for people that are gaming you. And these 200 people that have come through my company. I mean, and, and, and the people that answer the, the Craigslist uh, ads and, and so on and so forth. I mean, we got all kind of drug addicts. We got sex addicts. We got gambling addicts. We got girl addicts. We got multi. I mean, the amount of people that are, that are addicted and they just got holes that they're pouring money into is just enormous. It's enormous. And it's been that way since the get-go. Been that way since the beginning of time. But 
if you're a serious professional running your business, you don't, you can't have time for that. You can't sink costs. You can't sink time into these people. So I have for myself and my business, I've created an environment that's actually quite uncomfortable to people that need their money fast. And they got other ideas and they got their mind on other things. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. So what you're telling me is uh, your uh, procedures or y- your training program, it's not, it's not so bad for that employee or uh, contractor helper that is that has the right motives that's coming to do a, a good job that 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 has yeah. uh standards it's not a problem for them it's a problem for those people that uh are looking for excuses that uh yeah. want to show up when they want to show up they want to yeah. be paid before they finish work yes that's that's what your program does it weeds out they the the bad they apples. can't find any comfort here Gotcha, gotcha. That's interesting. Like, what? Um, how how long did it take to develop the program? Are you still tweaking it, or still like, tweaking at it? What point did you get to be like, you know what? This this is it. Um, something got to change. Yeah. How many times? I want to relate to everybody out there. How many times have we been working with a helper only to see him sort of plateau and? You, you you want you need him to go further you might even be paying him more than what he's worth at the level that he's at he or she and it, now now you've invested all this time in them so you feel like you're not willing to go and try another person you know what i'm saying because yep. you feel like you're gonna have to go back to square one with them you know and you would already got that with the person that's riding next to you you know what i'm saying yeah how many times have we faced that? How does that resonate with a lot of people out there? I'd be interested to know. I think it does. So I had to change up the way I, I think and and the way I was thinking when I was growing and I got that customer problem where I got too many commitments and not enough of me to go around. The, the entrepreneur really gets desperate for help. And it's out of that desperation that you end up compromising your standards and allowing these people to have their hands on their work or inside of people's houses and and for my part i mean i i kind of hit rock bottom with that when one of the people that i allowed in the house stole some tennis bracelets off of a diamond tennis bracelets off a widow oh wow and i had done worked all these years to create this reputation within the Toledo, Ohio area of being someone that's professional. I got a CTI. Fuck's sake, I'm five star. I'm part of the club of 100 and I've got people working for me that are fucking stealing the feet of habit. Yeah. You know, and that just had a end. I mean, that was a rock bottom moment. I, uh, I had to flip the script on being desperate and the script became that seat next to me is really valuable. Right. That seat next to me is always with me, even though the people that I'm training next to me change, right? Yeah. But that seat is, is, is reserved. It's valuable. It's reserved for a very important person who's truly motivated and committed to coming up through this craft more or less like I did. And so many of our fellows out on the pages come up and they show it in their work. 
and the time that they invest in networking with us and sharing with us and so on and so forth. I want that person, I want that 18 year old kid like I was sitting next to me. You right. know, and I want I want to groom him or her. So let me so, ask you, when when that changed, did that yeah. change uh the 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 inflow of work? Did did that come with you saying, well, you know what, I'm gonna have to turn some of this stuff down until I find the right person? No, the growth trajectory since the financial crisis has always been up up. Uh, there's been plateaus. We do remember some plateaus, but it's always gotcha. been up. And right now, it's just it's it's really crazy. I I and I think it is for a lot of people. And I think there's some pockets where people are really hurt by this COVID stuff. But, but I people are spending their money on on their houses because they're stuck at home. Yeah, everybody's everybody seems to be spending money all across uh, the country. So no, I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't have to turn that off. Some of it happens by natural consequence. I mean, if you've got people that are providing subpar performance, um, you lose customers. Right. And so the phone, the, the phones, phones ring less than they would because yeah. of a negative review or. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. Right. I got you. So this is doubly why it's important that you get yourself shaped up get yourself shaped up for hiring i mean let's go back to another one that's like uh uh you another thing that i notice is, is uh well I'm, I'm skipping a bit but uh along with feeling like i needed to make that seat next to me valuable i also created the the training program which was trying to create hashtags or 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 trying to arrive at the most important words for the purposes of communicating this very intricate trade you're simply intricate right this yeah, intricate that's so trade. crazy because i hear people <laughs> say that word so much more now i feel like yeah. i'm being an impact Ooh, yeah. simply intricate. you are being an impact uh so um and and the reason i had to do that is because I'm, you know, it's really hard for me to teach a new person being 30 years in, because it's hard for me to relate being that inexperienced. I mean, is it the patience thing to be like, why am I having to go over well, this? That, or? that too. I mean, you're under schedule pressures, you're under budget pressures. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, there's a, uh, uh, that, that, that'll bring out the worst in you. I know it did for me. Right. So um, somewhere along the way, you know, I realized a couple of things. One, I can't explain this to you in words. Okay. Two, uh, there's things that should be taught now to the new person. And there's some things that should be reserved for later for the new person because I can't overload them with information that's not going to be useful to them to the things that I want them to work independently on now. Right. Yes. Just, just the other day, I got this one guy, he comes in and out helping. He's actually a helper to a friend of mine that'll uh, help me on, on things from time to time. And he's, he's, he's not the smartest fella, but he is pretty argumentative and I was laying some floor tile and I was doing quite all right by myself, but uh, 
he had run out of stuff for him to do. So this guy come over to help me. And I was just, you know, asking him to help me lay out to sort of lay out these tiles along this 40 foot row, mm -hmm. you know, because it was a stack of tiles along a 40 foot row. And uh, first I had him snap a line with me and then, and then I'm showing him how I got all these tiles on a cart and I was just pushing them down the row and, and stacking them two feet off of the line. And uh, he went on ahead and d did that. And of course he didn't keep to the two feet. The, the sucker just kind of bent right. You know, I had yeah. about two feet off of the line to where the tiles were. So I had space to kneel ergonomics so i could i had space to drag my water bucket and my thin set bucket and once you know what down that line he sort of curved that sucker right into the chalk line and i was gonna have to remove all these things also the more you move these dang tiles and they were stacked real close to each other the way i'd shown them once you start moving them and banging the corners against each other they're gonna start charging it's just like it's just like i can do bad all by myself bro and, and it was, it was, I didn't say that to him, but he's coming over to me and asking me, cause he says, I notice you're using spacers. This is a labor that, you know, I mean, I'm just not trying to argue. He's like, I notice you're using spacers. So why you need a chalk line? And he wants to argue with me about the chalk line. I mean, the, why I'm using a chalk line is above your level. <laughs> right. I, I said, look down this line. You can't even keep these damn tiles straight. You yeah. want to talk about this chalk line. Now go on back there and straighten out all these tiles and don't chip any of the corners. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. there's things you don't want to be teaching a, a person when they're new. And I used to do this. You get a new person and pretty soon you just open up the fire hydrant and you're telling them about, you know, uh, you, you tell them about tools. You tell them about uh, how to move stuff around the job. You, you tell them how, how to mix and how to grout and uh, how to cut and i'd say right here you got a new person that can move heavy things and uh don't mind it and uh can read a tape measure okay that's the new person the training program is to take a person that doesn't mind moving heavy things and can read a tape measure and make them turn uh, teach them to be helpful to a tiler like you or me yeah okay well just work on these two right here the 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 logistics of the work you know Everything about the job that when you show up to the job and you open up the back of the truck and you start unpacking tools and tile and setting it up, you know, outside your saw station, everything like that. And you, and, and we're, you know, how it's set up in the cut zone and, the, and how it's set up at the point of attack where you're tiling, you know, how many times have we hired a, a helper and he'll stack everything in the doorway? You know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute, all this stuff is in the doorway. <laughs> How's anybody going to get in and out of this room? Have you ever played Call of Duty where that guy will stand in the doorway and block the door? For, for, for those situations, yeah. for uh, the, the teaching aspect of it, I know for me, I have a helper um, yeah. that is green, green yeah. to flooring, tile, any of this. Yeah. I have the same mindset. I am not going to overload you with yeah. task. Yeah. I'll I'll inform you, educate you on why yeah. I do stuff as I'm doing other things. Yeah. Um but tasks, we pretty much got it down to set up uh yeah. and cuts and mixing. Yeah. That's it. I'm not gonna set put any my 
Yeah, I'm not even giving you grout because I know it is going to make you uh just yeah. lose it. It's it's gonna yeah. burn you out and you will have no more interest in anything no more else interest. that I say. Yeah. So yeah. it's things like that 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 we in in the hiring position have to be mm-hmm. conscious of to be able to say, you know what, I see that if I put any more on you, that mm-hmm. this is gonna end up bad for both of us. Mm-hmm. You'll tell me you're coming to work tomorrow and you won't show up because I overloaded you today. Yeah. So that's it's how things, it turns out, right? Right. That's Just how right. it turns out. They they yeah. they'll they'll tell you mm-hmm. I'll be here in the morning, and tomorrow mm-hmm. comes and there are no show. They won't answer the phone. You'll never no have call, to worry no about show. talking to them again. Yeah. But then they'll call at the end of the week and say, "Hey, where's my check for those days that I work?" Yeah. But yeah. some of the responsibility falls on us because yeah. we try to put too much on them too early. Yeah. So that's a lesson right there to the to the people that are asking the question about going about hiring help and so on and so forth. You have to be careful that you don't put too much on them. So that's another that I mean, so like you were talking about you got set up, you got you got so mixing cutting up. and mixing. Okay. So all I did was that if if I was consulting you, I go, okay, so this is your setup man, this is your mix man, and this is your cut man. Okay. Yeah. And then, since you don't want to put too much on them, you're saying, okay, I'm going to focus on really showing her um, things related to cutting, mixing, and setup. Okay. And because this job is a skilled job. So it's all about teaching them and what they're going to get out of it is they're going to get skills acquisition. And the thing I love about skills acquisition is once you learn a thing like two plus two is four, it's really hard to take that valuable thing away from a person. It wait, 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 before we get too far, skills acquisition, the skills acquisition part, is that a part of your program? Yeah, that's the goal is to get these guys to skill up, to level up. Right, right. I didn't know because I, I know you had... You had actual tiers in in your program, and I didn't know if that yeah. was. So you got to have that. So you got to have, see, because you have to have, in in order to be a fair teacher. Because I also noticed I would do this. I've been through two hundred people. I made a lot of mistakes. Um. You you cross a person about instructing them, and you you're gonna you I'm the expert, right? Right you get yourself crossed up trying to explain a thing. And then pretty soon you, you do do a thing exactly different than the way you explained it before. Oh yeah. At least it looks like exactly different to them. Yeah, and, and now are, you, now you're a hypocrite. They are waiting for the opportunity to say, <laughs> I thought you told me not to do it like that. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So, so one of the reasons for the training program is I wanted to have, objectives simple objectives simple milestones that that people will accomplish it would be proof that they have for themselves for their own value for their own self-worth proof that they have attained a skill got you objective skill so we got we got uh for instance we got grout man you, mm-hmm. you got grout man I, I got grout man so uh then we got levels so the levels are like your pay level okay always level up you got helpers right right. i got approvers i got apprentices i got journeymen and then i got bosses okay Mm -hmm. and each of them you got you got pay ranges within these 
Because here's the other thing. You, as an employer, if you make the mistake that I make, because you're desperate for help, you'll end up paying a helper journeyman money. Right. Or maybe not that bad, but you'll end up overpaying for help. Yeah. And this is really bad business. Every dollar that you overpay for help, and you're small, okay? You yeah. like, I'm not saying you, but just no, every business is small. You just don't have money to fritter away on nonsense, you know? So you can't be overpaying for your help. It'd be better if you underpay for it, but it's best to pay them right on point. Right. That's why I have the objective program of skills acquisition for the new person so we can push them along. Also, going back to the seat next to me is valuable, is really, I don't want to pay you help or pay. It ain't enough money. And plus, there's jobs being advertised out here for more money than that. I really want to pay you improver pay and watch you make the decision. Do you want to move on from improver to, to apprentice right. and everything that goes along? I want, and, and, and I, I don't want to waste any time in six months. I expect you to be here. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to move you up. I have every intention to move you up from helper pay through improver pay. And if you can, if you can find it, because I've seen a couple people that have come up in this trade that'll do everything in one year and they'll be at journeyman money. Right. You no, know, that's like the, I would say the 10% or the 5%. But generally, you know, it's somewhere one to three years. I know that in the union, they want to see people uh, in, you know, at the, at the improver level for about three years before they, and they have to be going to the classes and stuff like that before they get their journeyman card, you know? Yeah, and I was, I mean, just, just from, from on a job, I would say three years is probably uh, the best number for you to go through enough to, to, to get those bumps to say, all right, I know what I'm doing now. Right. I mean, so of course, you, you, have... can improve, you can improve, uh, improve on that, but mm -hmm. three years, you should have a, a grip on what needs to be done. That's right. So every project has a time frame, it has a budget, and it has a quality standard. So this project of hiring people necessarily for each of us employers out here has to have those three components. And, and in order to motivate the individual to be a learner or to encourage them to be a learner, you have to give them a six, I give them a six month time frame. And if they're not progressing up through these things, I, I, I'll just tell them you're not doing, this is not happening for you fast enough. I'm, 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 I'm going to look for somebody else because I need them in that seat. That seat's very important to me. That's so big that the whole, uh, the seat next to me is valuable. It's probably going to stick with me for forever. Let now. it. Let right. it. That thing guides me. That's the thing that keeps me away from being desperate and doing stupid shit. Cause the that, now. Yeah, the, the whole, just, just the, the, the mental image of an actual seat next to me. Like, I don't want anybody, just anybody sitting in this seat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's, a, it, it's the seat that I'm sitting in, there's mm -hmm. a lot on the line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The person yeah. sitting next to me could jeopardize what I'm doing over here. Yeah. Yeah. You got it, Tom. You got it. So um, we got, we got the, the, the training program. And I fashioned, the inspiration was scouts. Cause I had, I have two boys, one's in a junior in college and one's a junior in high school. So I've recently been through being the scout dad of, you know, 12 year olds. Now they, they come through, but I see 
what it does for the boys and the girls. Mm -hmm. And they have this thing, they have this thing called merit badges, which is like a skills acquisition program. Mm -hmm. So the fundamental five is uh, the five most important, you know, like you said, the, the cutting and the, and the, and the mixing and the setup and stuff like that. I got two others and, uh, those are the only two that I focus on, but certainly, I mean, you and I, we could muse with each other for the next two years. We could get a group going from this. We got hashtags for various different skills acquisitions. I mean, like demo man, prep man, you know what I mean? Those aren't in the fundamental five, but you have this, uh, uh, this type of work that we do is a lot like scouting because we go out to people's houses and we unpackage our camp gear and we set up camp. You get, you get what I'm saying? No, I got it. I got it. So you, you, you go prepared. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of basics. So what they, what they do for the kids is before they get to the heart of the program, which is working on the 120 some uh, merit badges that are available to them, they have to work on scout skills, you know, and they come up through the first three levels of the program tenderfoot second class first class is really once they get done with first class that they're really like a full scout in the scouting tradition they're able to devote their time towards earning merit badges and leveling up further through the star and life and very few of them make the eagle because yeah. about the time that they're considering the eagle of course they're about 10th grade and 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 and, and girls and cars and jobs yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the, the cool stuff in life right yeah and plus you know your friends are like oh boy scout what's right. up boy scout <laughs> <laughs> right right but like your saw your saw and mix and your grinder setup location that's like that's like at camp that's like where you set up your cooking area and in scouting they call it the Bermuda triangle it's where the fire is, where you eat, and where you clean up, those three point, points. No camping can happen in between that area because it's all just loaded with food, you yeah. know, food scraps and stuff like that. So you don't want to be, for safety, you don't want to have your camp set up in there. So you could say, you could say, okay, to the new person, as far as, you know, setup is concerned, you know, we have our Barramuda triangle or we have our saw triangle. We have our mixed triangle here in a garage. And this is how it could be set up. Because if you don't set that up well, you end up tripping over cords, buckets. So it just, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know, there's a way to do this and there's a way to put stuff in the door, in the doorway and make things frustrating. And that's all your long term. So that's what I'm getting at with the program is there's like these five simple words and skills acquisition. So I would tell a person, I would say, if it, if it, if it relates to setup, okay. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I'll walk in a job and it could set up also is, has to do with housekeeping too. Really that, that setup man, I call it longshoreman, which is the guys and women that would work on the docks and load and unload ships. And it's all orchestrated and, and coordinated between each other and there's a there's a way to do it so that everybody gets along and then there's a way to do it frustrate and make things dangerous so i would i would if if nowadays when i walk on a job with my skilled people if the if the cleanliness of the situation or it just looks like chaos i'll just say to the to the uh 
boss on a job, I'll say, this job's longshoreman needs help. This job's setup man needs help. That's it. He, he knows well enough that there, what I'm saying is that there's a lot that can be done that can improve the, the state, the situation of the job. But with the new person, I tell them, well, this is, this, this is the, what they'll do. What help will do is you start, you go in a truck because you know what the tools you want. They don't know what tools you want for today's job. And yeah. you start pulling them out and your backside is to them. And you start pushing stuff to the back of the truck. And he says, well, where does this go? Well, you're all in the mode of, I'm trying to think through everything I need. I'm in here. I'm not coming out of here until I got everything that I need. I'm pushing it to the back. Okay. So the new person, they'll ask you until you're blue in the face. Where's this go? Where's this go? Where's this go? What they're really saying is that they need to have their longshoreman upgraded. Okay. So for my part, what I'll do when they're asking, where's this go? I'll, I'll say, okay, our longshoreman. So I'll say it's ours. Okay. Our longshoreman wants us to take this stuff from the truck uh, into the garage. But for the moment, you can just take the stuff as I'm pushing it to the back to the garage, just place it by the garage. Similarly, when you're leaving a job, when you're exfilling from a job and you start packing stuff up and stuff like that, uh, they'll ask, well, where's this go? They're like, where's it go in the truck, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you, uh, uh, just take it to the truck, you know, I'll take care of the packing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, so I'll say your longshoreman wants that behind the truck. Okay. Or how you're saying you spend time focusing on teaching people about setup. So I'll, I'll, I'll say, um, your longshoreman needs this, your longshoreman needs that, your longshoreman, or, uh, you know, I go out and I visit a job and I leave them to something. And I'll come back and I'll say, you know, you've got this job's longshoreman really within the shape. So by saying this word a lot and and doing things and showing them things and then saying, this is for your longshoreman or this is for our longshoreman, you're patterning this person not through book read or any stuff, but showing them, you know, and encouraging them and saying, this is a good longshoreman or, you know, this is, you know what I mean? That they're associating a lot with that word. So when I go on a job and, and talk with my foreman and I say, this, this job's longshoreman needs help. He's already been through that program. He knows, he knows exactly what that means without me having to waste a lot of words. Right. And uh, when it comes to uh, tools, tools is really important. It's always been important to me. And I know it's important for all the, uh, um, people out there, we invest a lot of money in the tools and, um, and, and, and we're really valuable to ourselves, to our customers, to our employers, not just because of our skills, but also the tools that we've acquired. These are, these are assets in entrepreneurship. I mean, asset, you know, we're, it's all about assets and liabilities and these tools are our principal assets. So, <clears throat> you know, you said, you know, I want to see, because when I, when I started in a program, I quickly discovered that the two most important tools for me as a helper was a margin trowel and a, and a, and a, and a box knife, you know? Yeah. So I tell, I tell, tell a guy, you know, 
you know, to, to really to move up from help or pay, you're going to have to start uh, uh, with your long, with your, with your quartermaster, you're going to have to start, a, you know, getting a hold of some tools and it doesn't need to cost retail. You don't have to go to Home Depot and buy retail. You can go to um, flea markets or a great source of tools. You can actually go into my job and there's buckets of tools in there. Just go through them. I mean, these are tools that have been left behind by individuals. You know what I mean? And also I'm a bit of a tool kleptomaniac. I'm just constantly buying tools and tools come in in favor and go out of favor and they just end up in buckets at the shop. You know what I mean? They can be had for free or for not a lot of money, but you need to start showing up with tools. And I would recommend you show up with a box knife and a margin trowel. So and that, that, that's the that's the part of uh, having some skin in the game. Them showing uh, yeah. some initiative to to show up to the job with. I mean, e- yeah. even if it's not, uh, I know your you you said yours is the uh, margin trial and a box knife. It could just yeah. be a tape measure and knee pads, yeah, uh, pencils. Uh, if if yeah. they're the cut man, keeping keeping. Hey, look, I I invested in uh, a, a new pencil. I invested in a new marker. Just showing uh, that I'm square. taking this position seriously. Yeah. Speed square, you know, right? A speed square would be useful. Oh, look, man, of, of course. It, it'll be useful for me. Yeah. It'd definitely be useful for the cut, man. I don't yeah. know uh, if I want to give it to them yet, but... <laughs> but, and, but and um, cool. Everybody's got their quartermaster. It does, it's not just for the new guy. We all got it. You got your quartermaster. I got my quartermaster. And these days, my quartermaster includes... You know, these are assets. Now I got a trailer, right? Mm-hmm. I got gang boxes. Uh, we're thinking about buying a, a Connex box because of this travel work that we're doing. We just want to have a mission-specific tools toolkit in there. I mean, that's right. a lot of assets that are wrapped up in that. Um, for people that are for thinking about hiring people so that others will respect your tools, you got to. I would recommend that you organize your tools into like. We see people using rigid boxes, uh, tool bags, um, um, just containers, and and take the time to put a put a marker on a container and give that container a name. You know, like yeah. uh, 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 I got my um, trowel bag. So, you know, and this isn't you know not everybody has to have a trowel bag. They do it with milk crates. They do it with this, that, and the other thing. But I have a trowel bag and on it. I took a marker and I wrote trowel bag on it. You know, I got a drill bag. It's got my cordless drills in it. I got uh, um, a grinder box, you know, a rigid uh, crate, you know, that's the grinder box, you know, so that um, they can learn their way around the place and also learning about uh, where to put put things back. I also recommend uh, dating your tools acquisitions. Take the marker, put your name on it, tag it with your name so it's yours, and put put a date on it too, especially for the people that are teaching help, because it's kind of frustrating to um, have a fellow operate a drill that you've had for like nine years that never showed any evidence of wear, you know, and a fellow go and run it and burn it, burn it out in a day's time, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, uh, instead of getting upset about it, you go, okay, well, you look at that drill and uh, you look at the date on it has been, oh, that's interesting. We've had this for nine years and on this day it got burnt up. Why do you suppose, you know, we all learn from that. Date your tools because uh, 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 it just, it, 
I don't know. I learned that from another, from another guy. And I was like, why you got dates on all your tools? And he's like, so I know how long I had them before the helper ruins them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, but it's, it's really important with, for me, for my part, working with people is to keep using these five words, you know, so there's, they're, they're seeing about, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that goes into each of these things, you know, and it's better, it's simpler. It keeps it simple by having just a few words associated with, with it. And it, it'll means the, the words mean so much in the organization that the guys just that, um, they, 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 they got something to look forward to. Yeah. It's, it's, it's motivating to say, man, you know, I can't wait to, I'm, uh, the, 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 the longshoreman. Yeah, I've been I've been watching this position. I'm gonna be the best in this position that that Malcolm has ever had. Yeah. So now it's just not uh you know they're not just sitting back and looking and focusing on a paycheck. It's mm -hmm. a, a a sense of accomplishment. Uh, you know, uh, a step up to say, I'm just waiting for my chance to be the boss now. Like, yeah, I wanna I wanna be foreman because yeah. I've seen. Uh, what what would have helped me in my position, and I want to be that for the the next helper. So yeah. it's it's motivating to them to uh have something to look forward to instead of just a dollar sign. Because I think a lot of us uh fall into the 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 bad habit of only telling them, "Hey, look, you you become an installer, you make twenty five dollars." Yeah. And at they have nothing more to look forward to. Yeah. They make $25 or an opportunity comes along for $25 that doesn't require them getting dirty, uh, doesn't require them getting on their knees. Now they look at your $25 position as, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm, I'd rather stay where I'm at. Like, yeah. I'm good, with, I'm good with being a helper. Don't worry about the $25 installer uh, position. Let somebody a else lot of that. headaches would go with that. A lot of headaches go with that twenty-five dollars. And I would have I, I what I've always told uh told my helper is realize that that twenty-five dollars comes with a lot of more responsibilities and expectations. Like, yeah. You gotta you gotta be able to, to, to talk to customers. You have to yeah. be able to to handle yourself uh almost as your own business. And that's that's the way I try to uh to to build any of my contractors up. I need mm -hmm. you to be your own company. Like yes. you're, a, you're your own little company. Yes. Yeah. One day I would like for you to to actually become your own company. And I would have no problem with letting you go out on your own and doing so. But I need mm -hmm. you to operate as if you're a company right now. In yeah. every position that you're in, I need you to operate like your your own company. Every day yeah. you come to work for me, it's me hiring your company. Yeah, it's true. It is. It is. Uh, yeah, and and uh, that goes back to uh, taking a person who knows very little and making them useful to a Tyler like you or me. Now that person shows up, and every day they're providing a service. What is that service? They are useful. Right. So... I don't want to pay you this little. We got a time frame. We got a schedule for this project to get you skilled up. We're going to work on your skills acquisition. 
first with these two, and then we're going to introduce these other three. And you're going to start at a helper level uh, quartermaster. Your tools, you got no tools, but if you want to move up from the basement helper up to a helper that's transitioning to improver, then here's a list of 20 tools. I would recommend that you acquire 10 of these 20 tools to be considered to move up to the top level helper. And if you wanna move up into improver, um, you need to acquire another 10. And these are simple hand tools, you know, like green scratch pads. And some of them, Anthony and everybody out there, and there's, I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of controversy about this, but you have to make sure and tell them some of these tools have to come from the consumable bunch, okay? Mm-hmm. And I get a lot of pushback from people because they say, well, you're the employer, you have to provide the consumables. And I said, no, where I, I want to get off on a technicality and explain to you why you have to bring some consumables to the game. And here's why. When I train you, I'm not your employer. It's just that we're a really small organization. I wear a lot of hats. I look like your employer. When I sign your check, I'm your employer. But when I teach you how to lay tile, I am Malcolm Campbell. And I am not interested in spending time with somebody that can't show up with some with some consumables in their kit. Right. Because I go stock out on stuff, you know? And if we're a five-person crew, and everybody's got a little bit of consumables in their thing. You'll 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 discover you'll soon discover we never run out of sponges, we never run out of blue tape, we never run out of garbage bags, we never run out of rubber gloves, because everybody's got a little bit of redundancy in their right. bag. You know what I mean? Right. And I would say Malcolm Campbell, the employ the empl- wait the employer yeah the employer needs to buy your consumables. I agree with that. Show me the receipt. You know, I'll pay you back for it, but show up with some of it. Cause there's nothing more frustrating on grout day to grout and nobody's got a sponge. Now, how are we going to grow? Right. I'm pretty upset. I think you all are upset. You know, we can't grout today. I know that our customers will be really upset that we're not done today. Cause nobody's got a sponge. You know, well, we so, got to drive to the store or somebody has to drive to the store and, go and have four some. people on a job, not being productive. That's going to yeah. just a hole in yeah. your soul so so make a make some mark your tool bags mark your tools so that you can educate them make a list of the most important tools and say you need to have these tools if you seriously want to be considered moving up on just the quartermaster but over here once we get them in the game with their tools and um their setup man now we're starting to show them grout man cut man and mix man so what would it, what would it, Tony, Anthony, what would it, what would a, a top level improvers grout man look like? Well, I've thought about that, Anthony. And um, it's like that Jimi Hendrix song. Are you experienced? Have you been experienced? Have you been in that moment grouting where you're pushing this stuff around and all of it, or you're trying to wash it. You can't keep up with how fast it's turning. I know down there in Louisiana, that probably happens a lot. Oh uh, yeah. You know it. <laughs> no. So have you experienced and have you succeeded? Have you triumphed into and out of a grout scrub fest? Or just knowing, knowing how to approach uh, a fiasco that you did not expect. 
because there has been just like like you said, there's been situations where uh, I, you know, move bouncing around from different grouts, went mm. from one to a rapid set and spread just as much as I would for mm-hmm. a regular grout. Mm-hmm. Couldn't catch up to it, and it was like, all right, <laughs> well, yeah. I know how to fix this. Let's take all this grout out and do it over. Yeah, being able to you know being able to do things like that without having having to come to the to the boss and say, "Hey, something went wrong," and you got to tear all this tile out now, son of a gun. Yeah, what do <laughs> you want me to do? What I yeah. want you to do is I want you to go fix what went wrong. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I have with these things certain milestones. Like uh, for the cut man, for the cut man, you got to be able to do the circle cut. You got to do L cuts. You got to do U cuts. And in a commercial, you're 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 marking and you're cutting. Um, there's not a lot of room. There's not a lot of room and time for for cutting and recutting and recutting. You got to be. You don't get too many do overs. Oh cuts. well, you know what? And I don't like I, like I told you, I don't do any commercial. So yeah. I never thought about that. In a resident residence, you you kind you got time to uh, I gotta go fix this one. This ain't right. I gotta recut it. Commercial, you have strict deadlines. Mm-hmm. This needs to be done before mm-hmm. this date, or you'll Yesterday. be penalized. Yes. Yeah. Right. So I have this friend. I uh, he was the best helper in the world. Best company. Hardest worker. Would he just? But I think, you know, I'm not an expert or anything like that, but I think he has that thing called dyslexia. Mm-hmm. And he, he, we have this one feature in Cut Man called Upside Down Cake. It's the way you see people that'll mark a cut. It's a complicated cut, maybe like a, a door jam or something oh, like okay. that. I got you. And, I got it, you. and you turn the tile upside down, you flip it like this, and you mark it like that, you mark it like that, and yeah. then you get your speed square out and you connect all the lines and then go cut it and it comes out great. Right. My dude was so good on straight cuts. He was so good on, you know, point to point cuts. But as soon as you put a dog leg in that, he was messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that's my helper now. He's good if I mark it out for him, but so, if he has I to mark it, yeah, it's about the same. So I, we had a sit down and now he works in the uh, oil fields in North Dakota, making over a hundred grand a year. So I said, I'm, I'm not sure if you're pat because he really wanted, he was motivated. He was such a good student. Right. I couldn't do anything for him. It's like, I don't feel like I can do anything for you. You're stuck here at this cut, man. I just don't see how you're going to be an effective journeyman with this situation. And it was like something had rung a bell with him. Like he had heard this before and, and, and he says, I think I need to get tech for dyslexia. I said, whatever, <laughs> but you know, there's something else for you. And, and I think you should go look into that. Now he's making a hundred grand and he calls me all the time. We just shoot the shit. I'll be driving. We just call. So but, let me ask you, let me ask you, um, from, from, from that statement, how does that conversation normally go? Cause you've had 200 chances to do this. Like how's how's that conversation normally go? I know it's never easy for us to tell somebody, not even for something that they did wrong, but we can't see the potential in them to say, I can't, I can't 
move forward with this? How does that conversation usually go? I'm sure you're probably comfortable with it now. I'm comfortable with it because now that I have levels and I've got standards and milestones, I speak matter-of-factly about those things. That conversation was short. It was matter-of-fact. And then I just sat there with him in the silence and let him take that in. And then he quickly came to a decision all on his own. I mean, I heard him like the next day, he was talking about, he, he didn't, you know, he's talking to, he's making his other plans. This is mm -hmm. the style things not work out. He likes to come tile with me from time to time because they let him come home for two weeks at a time. He'll call me if he's got some availability and feels like coming out. And I can always throw him in on a thing. He's a great company. Everybody loves him, you know. Um, it was uh, with, because I, you got to have a training program because you have, you, as the employer, you're going to be outnumbered by these people. So you have to have objectives and you have to have standards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you have, and, and, and levels. And this, this person that you're bringing on board, you're going to train them. They're a project. So you got a budget, you got a time frame, and you got quality standards. Once you have these, I, I believe every individual and everybody, everybody will be better for it if they, I mean, if they have it. That's just like, uh, just as a business owner, that's the, that's like the, the metrics to know when something yeah. is good or not good. Yeah. Like we'll use marketing or, or advertising, for example, you're running an mm -hmm. ad on Facebook. Now you can look at the numbers to see, I, I've been running this ad for seven days. Nobody's liked it. I need to stop mm -hmm. running this ad. It's kind mm -hmm. of the same thing of, I, I've been trying this person out for six months they're not hitting the, the the marks that i need i need to look other other places mm. and not feel bad about it because a lot of times like i said we get a, a attached to this uh feeling of responsibility to these people like if i stop his paycheck i i'm i'm taking food out of his family's mouth well yeah from the business standpoint if you continue his paycheck you're taking food out of your family's mouth and out of the business yeah. family's mouth, everybody else's, because now that mm -hmm. one person is affecting uh, everybody else's job. Because mm -hmm. let's say it's, it's uh, the job of the life of a lifetime, the biggest job of, of the career, and that person is on it, and they mess it up. Now that person has affected everybody in the company. Yeah. So it's yeah. better to deal with it when it's not producing the results that we want versus yeah. just holding on to it because we feel responsible or we feel bad for trying to not, yeah. for letting them go. And we do hold on to it. We do hold on to it. And in business school, they call that sunk cost. And, and sunk cost is uh, like spilt milk. You can't cry over it. It's done. The money's already been spent and you can't, can't get it back. You can't get it back. You can't get that time back. You can't get that money back. But you can right now make an honest assessment of your inventory, the assets and the liabilities of this prospect, whether they are achieving the goals on time, or whether there's a lot of remedial, whether the value that they're taking per hour is worth it, you know what I mean, or not. And just keep it objective like that. So those conversations can be short. Right. But with those 200 folders, I have had some 
some bad conversation, but I don't want that anymore. I'm, I, 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 li I like, you know, I'm, I'm 52. I've been doing this 33 years. I like it. I still like it. You know what I mean? I'm not thinking about another thing, you know, just trying to figure out how to tweak this thing, how to try and meet more people. I got a list of people I want to work with out in the world. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be the first person to say, you know what? It'd be really cool to work with that Jimmy Reed on those right. swimming pools out in California, right? Yeah. Or Mick Vompini, the the inventor of uh, of the M the MLTs and and yeah. uh, he's Italian, so he's got more style in his pinky than we have. <laughs> uh, and 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 others out there, uh, Joe Lima, the 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 mud guys, you know, all, all those West Coast mud guys, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Malcolm, I I think we we uh we pretty much ran through how to deal with this whole uh quality helper situation that so many of us deal with um and don't know how to to fix the problems that we're having. The training program's on one page. I'm trying to keep it on one page, and then and then I also have Tile Wisdom. I'm trying to keep Tile Wisdom on one page too. And tile wisdom and and the training program, the training program kind of go together. Yeah, it's kind of like here's your skills ac acquisition, but the tile wisdom is more like here's the logic of why you would want to have that. You know, for instance, like uh, one one of the one of the uh, tile wisdom is start clean, finish clean. You know. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so you know part of longshoreman is, you know, cleanliness around the site, you know, and it begins with starting clean, but we're not going to so let you have, you have your program. You know what yeah. I mean? You have your program on paper. Would you yeah. be willing to yeah. share that with others? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm on, I'm on Instagram. I don't know what my handle is. <laughs> Come on. I'm on Instagram. And I, I meant to use my Instagram as, as a, uh, as a vehicle to promote the fundamental five training program uh -huh. and time system itself. So, if people would just um, uh, give a thumbs up to you and this here, donate some money. If you got uh, Patreon or something like that, I haven't started uh, Patreon yet, but yeah, I will. So, I will. Uh, I will email back to you what my Instagram is so people can follow me. Okay? Email it to me and I can put it in the show notes and put it in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. And when I see those followers click up, I'll feel what a young person feels when they've got skills acquisition. I now I got followers acquisition. They want to see how I utilize the fund the fundamental. I put it into action. Yeah, I, I I feel like you would get a lot of traction because uh, a lot of people, like you said, don't know where to start. And just mm -hmm. to have, uh, I guess, a script to kind of, mm -hmm. you know, because they could they could tweak theirs to, to their, their personal uh, personal yeah. styles. Um, yeah. But just to have somewhere to start to say, all right, well, I can start putting these 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 yeah. things into play and yeah. building a structured company because. I hate to say it, but it's so many of us, even myself, I'm trying to get better. It's so many of us that are running uh, businesses just 
day by day. Like, uh, I figure it out tomorrow. And that's chaos. Chaos reigns supreme. Yeah, horrible because once you decided to come become a business owner, you're mm-hmm. telling the world, "I'm ready to do business." Not just I'm willing to sell a service. That means I'm ready to do everything that's involved with being a business. And many times, all we want to do is sell a service. Mm-hmm. It'll fall in our lap. Things don't go right. And we're looking around like, I don't get it. I'm mm-hmm. out here. I'm, I'm, I'm open. Mm-hmm. When the world is like, but you're not really doing good business. Especially if you're not getting good results. Yeah, I mean, you could do an amazing job. Uh, you can complete and finish an amazing job. But if you don't know how to run your business, it mm-hmm. means nothing. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many other people that's doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So being able to have uh, a copy or somewhere to start based off of the knowledge that you can share, I think people eat it up. I think people would uh would love to have that information because we know about it because we're in the groups. Think about yeah. all of those people that are not in the groups, uh, yeah. tilers, installers, contractors yeah. that have no clue. And even the DIY people that check in on us. Ah, uh, you know what? We we welcome the DIYers. Yeah, uh, and the flippers. Yeah, and the flippers. Yeah. Of course, they're coming to us for our expertise, yeah. and yeah. we appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's do this again. I will uh, do it again. the info and I will share my uh, tile wisdom and uh fundamental five sheets. I think I think the world needs to see it. Everybody, uh Malcolm Campbell, Midwest Mosaics, um, do us a favor if you want them to reach out to you to uh give you some business. Um, let them let them know your uh, phone number, website, email, anything like that. That way we can get you a job. Because I always say one of the main goals for all of my guests on the show is if I yeah. can get you one job, I feel yeah. like I've 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 been a success. So let them know how <laughs> they can reach out to you. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you later. Ah uh, man, I appreciate you.